I'm Jim Suhan. I am very pale as per usual. John Krasinski is the sun god. He just got back from Las Vegas where he, you know, when he wasn't breaking down the summer league, he was uh, he was wowing them by the Vegas pools. That's how he rolls. So let's ask John about the summer league, about some interesting Timberwolves developments and some philosophical questions here on the John Krasinski show, part of the talknorth.com podcast network. Our, our producer is Brandon Morton. Best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. You can also always just uh, just uh, go to talknorth.com and find all the shows in the archives of shows. All right. So what was Summer League actually like? Yeah, I mean, Jim, we, we kind of talked a little bit about it last week, but um, certainly now that it's over, I think, uh, you know, kind of a good time to just sort of take a little step back and and look at what we saw there. And I think... One of the things that can, you know, it, it, there was a kind of a joke running around on Twitter right before Summer League started, and I, I totally agree with it. It's one of those things where if the players on your team looked really good in Summer League, then they're going to be really good. There's no question about it. Everything is lined up. Your, 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 your GM made the right picks. Your coach has the right system for them. This is a, per, a match made in heaven, and everything's going to be great. If your players did not perform very, very well, well, it's just summer league. It's a small sample size. Can't read too much into it. Got to get around the, the the real players and the real coaches and um, and everything will be fine. Don't worry. Calm down. So uh, with that kind of a biased lens that looked through it, I do think that now that we've seen the summer league kind of wrap up and we can kind of evaluate it on its whole, um, I thought that. Uh, Wendell Moore, the their first round pick that that remained on the team after they traded Walker Kessler, was a little underwhelming to start. Uh, you know, he had it seems like he has a nice feel for the game. It seems like they are trying to put him in positions to be more of a playmaker than he was in college, and maybe that's going to be a little bit more of a process. But at least from what we saw him play in the games, you didn't see him sort of stand out above the the other competition maybe like you would hope to see a first round pick now he is down low in the draft and you know he certainly wasn't a lottery pick so you have to factor that in but just overall I thought you know it looks like maybe more has just a little bit more work to do um and will take a little bit more time to just get him seasoned and get him ready to go before he's ready to give you any kind of meaningful minutes in uh in the regular season in the nba and then with josh minot um i thought he really impressed uh i thought that his length uh his quickness his athleticism was all above average to very good and i do think that is also why it the the timberwolves decided to give him a standard contract uh they signed to that at the at last uh last week two years are guaranteed the final two years on the four-year deal are team options, but there was a lot of talk when they first drafted Minot in the second round out of Memphis. Well, he's a project. Maybe he's just a two-way contract kind of a guy, but he showed enough during summer league that they wanted to put him on a standard contract, and I think that that's a, an encouraging thing for the Timberwolves and for Timberwolves fans just to see how he looked out there. I think both of them, more and Minot, will have their ups and downs and maybe it won't probably won't play very much very early on in their careers. But um, to see what Minot gave, I think you can get a little bit more of encouragement out of that while not being too down on, on more. You just got to see how this thing plays out. 
And by the way, uh, give give me a sense of the atmosphere at Summer League. Because, you know, I've been to Vegas a million times. I've been there for work. I've been there for play. I've been there for concerts. I've been there just to hang out. And, you know, you can go any direction you want there. You can just play golf. You know, you can go to bed at 10 o'clock at night. You can get up at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, you can handle it. You know, you can, you can just do whatever you're there for professionally, or you can go crazy. What is the vibe like when NBA players are in town? Yeah, it's a really cool vibe. I mean, obviously it's, you know, like the surface of the sun hot out when you're when you're walking around and you're um you're trying to kind of navigate the the strip and all of those things and get from one casino to another, which the casino is just right there, but it's actually like 5 miles away uh when when you when you're trying to walk there, but um it's it's I would for NBA fans, for diehard NBA fans, I really would recommend it if you can go because you can get real kind of close access to a lot of players. Now, obviously the D'Angelo Russells who are there and the, you know, if LeBron comes through or any of these others, you're going to just see them from afar and there's going to be big, you know, kind of security around them. There's going to be, uh, it's going to be harder to kind of get, you know, shake their hand or take a picture with, with, with some of the, the established stars. But if you're kind of walking around the casinos at night, you, you'll see players and coaches and and executives just kind of traversing the halls. Some will be, you know, playing a little blackjack, or some will have having a meal or having a drink. You can bump into them that way in the arenas. Um, the, the the atmosphere is very uh, intimate. There's you know in Cox Pavilion, especially the smaller gym, fits like a couple of thousand people in there, but you're right on top of the action. You get to see all these guys really up close and there's an accessibility to a lot of the guys who you may be excited about uh, that, that is harder to get when you're in season at target center or, or just at any arena around the, around the league. So um, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's got a, a bit of a spring training vibe to it in that everyone's, pretty happy they haven't you know they haven't been to work in a while and they're coming they're coming in with optimism and energy and enthusiasm and because of that i think that there's more patience from everyone involved to grab a picture with someone to sign an autograph to to uh just have a little bit of organic interaction and i think that's what fans are mostly looking for just hey I'll, maybe even a, like a little head nod a little wave a little fist bump something like that just to have to have that kind of proximity to some of the players who you're really excited about seeing it's a cool vibe and then yeah when you're walking around at night you can get you will just you know you'll walk by jerry west you'll walk by chris finch you'll walk by um all these different you know very very notable nba names of past and present and um and it's it is pretty cool i, I will say that I, i'm always happy to leave vegas after uh you know three or four days there for summer league but when you're in the moment, you're kind of able to kind of just be around and be immersed in the atmosphere of it. It's pretty cool. It's funny. I, you're reminding me that uh, when my first spring training covering the Twins, uh, I was blown away by the access, by how relaxed everybody was. And it was just a blast. It was just, you could just talk to anybody about anything at any time. Uh, there are very few rules. And then like the day 
we all got back to Minnesota for the opener, it was like everybody's personality changed dramatically. Access changed dramatically. And I'm wondering if that's kind of the deal with, and it means, you know, NBA players are relatively accessible, but it's all, most of it's pretty controlled. I'm guessing summer league is probably the, the rare time you actually feel like you can just shoot the breeze with people. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I think like there's a lot going on obviously in the league. Um, and, and, and so when you look at it that way, um, uh, there's, uh, there's all sorts of intrigue who is going where, you know, Hey, what do you think of the Rudy Gobert trade? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Um, so, so there's just kind of an appetite for information and for perspective, um, from everyone around there, which is really cool. And like you said, I think there's a freshness to it. Like this is sort of like an, an NBA convention and people have been away from the arenas and have been, you know, they've been through the draft and free agency and it's been a grind. There's no doubt, but they're, but you're face to face with, with people now. And to have that organic conversation and be able to just chat with someone, Hey, what did you think about this move? Hey, uh, you know, where are you guys going next? What, what's, what's, uh, what's still on the docket or, you know, talking with Timberwolves people about Kevin Durant, you know, where is he going to go talking with, um, all sorts of other executives and coaches about, Hey, what do you think about the Timberwolves are doing with Rudy Gobert? There's just going to be so much more, um, appetite and and I think enthusiasm for it because it's really fresh and like we're turning the page from last season to next season and everyone likes their team and everyone is kind of encouraged by the moves that they've been able to make and so in general there's just an overall better mood for all of that um, to be involved and and so I, I think that that's just a it's just a fun time to be around league people when the pressure of the season, uh, their, the wins and losses, none of that has piled onto their shoulders yet. Uh, most of the players are getting along just fine because they've been away from each other. They've been on vacations and they're not, you know, they're, they're not around each other 24 seven. And so they're in a good mood. D'Angelo Russell's telling me to have a seat right next to him and watch, you know, the fourth quarter of one of the games courtside with him while we're talking about, you know, kind of his upcoming season and, and how he fits into all this. And so it's just um, it, it it's the perfect time of the calendar to get people who are generally can be ornery in the middle of a long, very drawn out marathon of a season to um, to to just kind of relax and expound and have a little time to take a breath and really look at it. <laughs> the the greatest example of the way athletes flip the switch. I covered Scott Studwell during his career and during the season you really couldn't exchange words with him just couldn't speak to him and then you'd see him like at an off-season mini camp and he'd be like oh chatty 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 and then like training camp would start and he wouldn't speak to anybody any of us at least for like six months yeah exactly like that's that's totally you you see like these guys and obviously you think about it in football as they go through the wars and and their and the physical toll and all of that takes it but but it's like that in the NBA too i mean 82 games is a very long season the games keep coming the practices keep coming um the trade talk the 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 pressures like all of that and so in vegas it you know it's it's basically like the the, the nba season is like um a time lapse of a, a short trip in Vegas where everyone gets off the plane and you're all excited and you're buzzing and you got bright eyes and you can't wait to get out there and 
get to you know, get to the tables, um, go see a show, have a, have all sorts of fun, and you, you you see everyone just flying off of the plane, running down to baggage claim, grabbing their bags, and can't get wait to can't wait to get going and and have some fun, and then you get to yeah, uh, McCarran, or now I think it's now it's Harry Reid um, Airport, and and when you're going for the departures, and you see the the mood uh, change of the people who are going home, and they've been put through the ringer, and it's it's just been a long drawn out process, and that's what an NBA season is. They start it, and everyone's happy, and everyone's excited, and everyone is ready to go. But then you just see as the games start coming, and as you know that. This is not stopping. It is it is one after another, after another, after another. All of the brightness in the eyes, all of the smiles, they just kind of start to fade from existence. And 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 everyone gets ornery and everyone gets cranky and everyone gets banged up. And 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 there's just kind of a less of a patience or a willingness to really engage, you know, in meaningful conversation. We all have those great moments and and you can get players and you can get coaches and executives to open up during the season, but it is much easier, much lighter um in, you know, in in Vegas in July when none of that has started to take its toll yet. You know who Cheer us up, I think, during a long season. Gus Johnson. I'm going to ask you about <laughs> Gus Johnson next. First, though, I want to thank TSR Injury Law. You know the deal. 612-TSR-TIME. Uh, we don't want you to need their help, but if you need their help, need good help and you need immediate help, you will deal with a lawyer. You will deal with a lawyer who has been successful at these kinds of cases. They've grown their business exponentially by winning cases for people like you when you need it. 612-TSR-TIME. Thanks also to All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com. There's so many reasons to go solar these days. Utility costs are rising every year, and it's unnecessarily costing you money. It doesn't have to be that way with the new system from All Energy Solar. Even if you have to take out a loan to finance your installation, you'll still save money in the long run, and you'll help the environment. The loan payment will likely be less than you would have, what you would have paid for electricity every month anyway, and it's a locked-in price that won't change. So start saving and make the switch to All Energy Solar. Book your appointment today at allenergysolar.com. Uh, what are you hearing? Gus Johnson on his way here, or is it just a fun rumor? Yeah, Shooter put that out there uh, last week. I I honestly don't know if that was just a wild guess on his part, just a suggestion, or if there is any teeth behind that. Um, I have not confirmed that he is a candidate or that, um, that that is a person of interest. Obviously he had a little cup of coffee doing some Timberwolves play by play back in the day. He has some familiarity with the area. Um, it also would make sense in the sense of clearly the wolves were trying to make a big splash, right? I mean, you you move on from Dave Benz, who was very well liked. Obviously, we've seen in the in the wake of his departure how many fans really enjoyed having listening to him and Jim Peterson together, and 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 how popular he was um, with the fan base. And what I kept you know being told over and over again um, as I was sort of kind of trying to get make heads or tails of this is, you know, why why would you do it? What 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 was the motive? What was the motive for moving on right now? And it, I was just told, like, look, um, the the team believes that they are entering a new era of competitiveness, um, of excitement, of enthusiasm, 
and they want a different feel, a different voice. I think they want someone um, with some gravitas to him or her. And certainly Gus Johnson would fit in that. He's very well known. He's very well established. He has a a uh, presentation that certainly grabs attention and is maybe more in line with kind of the new euphoria, if you want to call it that, surrounding this team with Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie really trying to inject some energy into it. Um, and so if it were to be Gus Johnson, I would look at that and say, okay, I understand what the, you know, why this fits what they were looking for and why they made a move like this. That said, I cannot, I, I can't say for sure if he absolutely is on the radar, if he's interested in doing it or, or anything like that. All I have been told in general is that there was a wide net cast for candidates and that they expected it to be started to get whittled down here through summer league into the late summer. And it may still drag on a little while here. It may go into August or into September before you get any kind of definitive declaration on who uh, is going to be taking over. But Gus Johnson would absolutely be a big name that would draw a lot of attention and sort of fit in with the way that Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez are are operating these days and trying to get big names and trying to draw attention to what they're doing here. You know, it's funny. I heard Gus Johnson's name a few weeks back. I just didn't think much. And I didn't hear it in a way that I could report it. I just heard just kind of a, 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 a rumor that didn't sound crazy is the way I heard it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's going to be really interesting to say, I mean, it would fit, you know, and I don't know. Do you like Gus Johnson? Do you like listening to him? I like him. Yes. Like I, I think some people um, may not be overly excited with how bombastic he is. I think he's fun. I enjoy, I've always enjoyed listening to him. Um, I, I enjoy that he enjoys the game um, and that he tries to have a lot of fun with it. And, you know, when he is calling a big moment, like, it, I, you know, you think of, you know, if Ant throws down a big dunk, if they if they win um, uh, on a last second shot, um, if Rudy Gobert is swatting a, a shot into the stands, like I think you're going to see Gus Johnson standing up at the uh, at the scores table and and hollering and screaming a little bit like Kevin Harlan used to do it back in the day. Not quite as like funny and irreverent as as Harlan was, but certainly as as vocal and as loud um, as, as Harlan could be. And I do think that there is a place for that in the local broadcast um, to inject some of that into it as long as it's not overdone. And I do think that Gus Johnson has done a great job over the years of sort of starting to refine himself from just the guy who is kind of over the top and 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 is 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 going to be hollering and screaming and stuff to a very polished broadcaster that knows when the right moments to go for that and the and the right moments to dial it back. So, I think Gus Johnson would be a good um candidate if they were able to land him. I I I've, I've said I've been on record. I think Marnie Gellner would be great in the job if she wanted to do it and if that's the way that they wanted to go. So, I think they'll have several options, but certainly I, I, I have been a Gus Johnson fan over the years. How about you? Yeah, I have. Uh, and honestly, there are so many announcers who annoy me. I, I tend to, <laughs> I tend to just cheer for anybody who doesn't really annoy me. And I, I, so I guess what I appreciate, appreciate about Gus is he's 
and as you said, he's he's toned it down a little bit or refined his act a little bit over the years. I appreciate the fact that he can be in your face and that I don't find him incredibly annoying. And that's a hard thing to pull off. For sure. Um, you know, I, I the one like there there's another uh broadcaster in the Charlotte Hornets play by play man is very much out there, very I think somewhat gus like and and I'll I'll listen to some of the um uh, the calls of a Lamelo pass or something like that. And I think, Oh, that's pretty fun where I could see like over the course of 82 games would that kind of grind me down a little bit. It might. Um, but I do think that Gus does a good job of picking his spots. But the other thing that I really have always liked about Gus from, from the start is he's been a guy that doesn't take himself too seriously and doesn't take like the position too seriously. He has fun with it. He tries to draw the audience in. He lets people know that this is fun for him just as much as it is for, for, for the audience to watch. And I think that's a good vibe overall for an 82-game NBA season to have a voice like that to try and kind of you know get you through the dog days and have fun with it as best you can. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to advertise with Talk North, like to advertise with John Krasinski's show or the Viking Update show, you can reach Karen Cleary at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. We're going to have a big year. Uh, the network's going to have a big year. I think the Wolves are going to have a big year. It'll be fun to work with you. Uh, thanks. We also recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app to listen. It's easy. It's free. And thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. We do appreciate it. We continue to grow, and we appreciate you, you are listening as we grow. Uh, Austin Rivers, I don't think we got a chance to talk about him yet, uh, of all the moves they've made. Interesting, uh, Is do you just view him as a defensive specialist, or, or is there more there? Well, I, I think there's a little bit more there, Jim. Um, I, I I do think, you know, to get him on the minimum is a very low-risk signing for the Wolves. He has experience in the playoffs. He has experience um, just in, you know, being a veteran in this league. Um, and, and so he brings a mentality to the team that I do think is needed. I think they need a little bit more defensive tenacity on the perimeter. They obviously have Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards. Uh, but then, you know, you have D'Angelo Russell, you have Jordan McLaughlin, you have Jalen Noel, you have guys like that, Bryn Forbes. Um, none of them are really known at all for their defense. And so I don't know exactly that Austin Rivers is going to immediately slot into a regular significant minutes in the rotation type of a player. But I do think that he is a nice complement to the top nine or 10 guys that they already have on the roster. If there is a night where you're facing a team that is putting a lot of pressure on you from the perimeter defensively, that maybe Jaden McDaniels in foul trouble, maybe Ant, um, it, you know, needs some help over there. Maybe there's you know, some other things that are happening that uh, maybe they're going really small and you just need to chase Steph Curry around for a little bit and you need to give some of your guys a break so they're fresh in the fourth quarter. I think Austin Rivers can do that. I don't think he's anything spectacular at this point in his career, but I do think that he can he can get after guys a little bit defensively. He can also get his own shot. Um, he can get to the bucket he can he can drive on you. He can knock down a three every once in a while. He's a bit streaky in that regard. But overall, just for a minimum player, 
a veteran who's been there a lot and who has a skill set that complements and doesn't sort of um you know kind of duplicate what what you have um in other players i think that it's a it's a good signing i do not think that this is going to be a threat to jalen noel at all i think that jalen is going to be you know their primary scorer off of the bench and as long as he proves that he's ready for it um and 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 shows that he can be consistent that's going to be his role he's going to slide into the malik beasley slot in the rotation pretty easily and then i just think you have rivers for insurance for 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 the nights that it's not going well for an injury for things like that just to give you that depth i i just like um i i like adding a guy like that who's been around the block and can do a bunch of different things yeah, I thought it was a good signing as well. Uh, you need different kinds of players for different kinds of matchups. I, I just think it's really interesting that when the trade was first made, uh, the first reaction nationally from a lot of people is, oh, my God, they have no depth, they have no bench. I think they have a pretty good bench, at least the, the makings of a pretty good bench. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, let's just let's just say it right now. Um, okay, you, you're starting D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, which is a terrific starting five and then you're coming your second five which you never play five and five but your second unit probably is you know jordan mclaughlin jalen noel then you have kyle anderson you have torian prince you have nas reed you have um just uh, then you then you can mix in austin rivers if you want you can mix in Bryn forbes for shooting uh, whatever, whenever, whatever you see with Wendell Moore and 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 Josh Minot, I think two young guys who probably won't get much time early, but could develop into things. I do think that there is depth there. Um, I I think that as long as people stay healthy, that's a, that's a nice first and second unit um, to to go with. Now, uh, could they add a little bit more size? Yeah, I think they could, and I would like, I'd love to see another shooter. Um, but those are hard to find. Those are at, at this point, everyone in the league is looking for shooting. Um, but if you add, you know, let's say you add a Nathan Knight back or, you know, you go find, you know, a Ben McLemore or something like that um, to, to add some shooting that really fortifies things even more. But um, when you have Rudy Gobert making 47 or making uh 30 some million, you have Carl Anthony Towns, 30 some million, you have D'Angelo Russell in the final year of 30 some million. I, th- I think that's pretty good depth, actually, for being a non-luxury tax team. Um, I think they should feel pretty good about that right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they have depth. They have, and there's no perfect roster, and they could use some more pure shooting, and maybe some, you know, maybe maybe they find it on this roster, maybe they find it elsewhere. You can always have trades during the season, but I, I just. I, I'm not in the panic that I think some other people are. We, we've talked about that before. I think the reaction locally and nationally to this trade, to the trade and the roster uh, com- compilation have been completely different. Let's get a final thought from John today. Next week, I think we're going to talk about, among other things, the personality of this front office. Who's going to play what role, not only in terms of titles, but how they interact. Uh, we'll get into some more uh, summer speculation. We do appreciate you listening. Also, you can hear John on the Viking Update show as well. You can always go to talknorth.com to see all of our shows and the archives of the shows. Thanks again to our producer, Brandon Morton. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, get a final thought from you today, John. Yeah, I mean, I just think that this is the the Wolves have finally gotten to the point now 
by adding Austin Rivers, I think they could still look for another player to add to the roster. But in general, right now, after a very, very hectic several months here, everyone's going to take a break for a second and just kind of let all of this settle in. You had the Tim Connolly hire. You had the Rudy Gobert trade. You've had the Carl Anthony Towns extension. You've had um, the, the the draft. You've had the... The, the the trying to fill out the roster and i think right now the timberwolves are very much looking forward to a nice little breather going into late july into august to just reset to just kind of everyone you know find a place to live for the new people in minnesota um for for the existing people to get like a break for the first time really since the pandemic came in um, I, I think that that's necessary right now. You got a lot of people who have had some frayed nerves, who have had some some really kind of harrowing times, and now it's time to just kind of sit back, let it settle in for a couple of weeks, and then reconvene to start to um, really kind of sketch out the vision for training camp, for how this whole team fits together. But um, in all, I think it's been really crazy and now the wolves are heading into a nice deserved little bit of downtime here thanks to tsr injury injury law 612 tsr time thank you to all energy solar all energy solar.com thanks everyone for listening to talknorth.com